Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Good morning. About face, chaos and confusion from coast to coast after the mask mandate for most travelers comes to a sudden end. I think it's great, yeah. I think everyone's ready. I think it's about time. I just feel safer around people with masks. Airlines dropping requirements for the first time in two years, but some major airports still not on board. And the Biden administration still considering whether to fight the mask ruling in court. We'll sort it out straight ahead. Under siege, Ukrainian civilians and troops trapped inside a steel plant this morning as Russian forces attacked the city of Mariupol. Overnight, the desperate new plea for help, Russia's escalation, deploying even more troops into eastern Ukraine, and Washington set to announce a major new aid package. We're live on the front lines. Growing mystery, three Navy sailors from the same aircraft carrier died just days apart. The Pentagon and police now searching for answers. A closer look at the investigation just ahead. DeSantis versus Disney. Florida's governor escalates his battle with the entertainment giant with an unprecedented move, pressuring lawmakers to end the company's special status in Florida. Inside the fight, pitting the state's leader against its biggest employer and what it could mean for Disney moving forward. All that plus today exclusive, Hoda's candid conversation with Prince Harry on his important new mission, his long-awaited reunion with the Queen. How did it feel being back, um, being with her? Being with her, it was great. It was, it was just so nice to see her. You know. And the new life he and Meghan are making for their family in the U.S. The home, the home for me now is, is, is you know, for the time being, it's in, it's in the, it's in it's the, in the States. States. And it really, and it feels that way as well. Today, Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today on this Wednesday morning. Good to have you with us. I'm mm-hmm. scooching closer. This is the closest I'll ever be to royalty. <laughs> You've been hanging out with Prince Harry, haven't you? I have. I just landed uh, last night. We had a great interview. <laughs> what day is it? Nobody knows. You know what? I was just struck. It was a really open and honest conversation. Uh, we talked about the athletes at the Invictus Games. That's such a passion project of his. I was really touched by their stories. And then, we, of course, we talked about his life. He hasn't seen his family in a long time. He went back and saw them. He now considers the United States home. He said it was weird to say that out loud. He opened up about his recent visit with the Queen, his relationship with the family, his own family, with Megan, their kids, Archie, and a little bit. Uh, a lot to unpack, and yes. we're going to get to that in yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, it's a very bit. revealing interview. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. get to that in a minute, but we want to start this morning with signs that the U.S. is really turning a page more than two years after the start of the pandemic. The question now, though, is what's next? The federal mask mandate is dead for the moment. The Justice Department says it may appear the decision, maybe, if the CDC deems that masks are still necessary. So it's a ball of confusion. NBC's Tom Costello outside Union Station in Washington, D.C., the Amtrak station there. Tom, good morning. Are you still seeing people mask up? 
Oh, absolutely. Savannah, good morning to you. You know, we see a shrinking number of cities really still requiring masks in these mass transit settings. But Washington, D.C. has dropped the mask mandate. Notably, New York City still requiring masks in public transit settings. But we've been talking to people in bus stations, train stations, airports nationwide, and many of them say this mask has kept them healthy for the past two years. They don't want to drop it yet. For better or worse, after 14 months of a federal transportation mask order. So feel free to exercise your freedom this morning. This morning, the country is at a pandemic turning point. I prefer not to wear the mask uh, if, if I don't have to, so I'm glad that it's dropped. For millions of travelers, it's reason to celebrate. I think it's great, yeah. I think everyone's ready. I think it's about time. But others are worried about a new COVID variant spreading fast, with 2,600 deaths just last week. Coronavirus is really spreading, and I just feel safer around people with masks. In Houston, transit crews have removed their mask up to ride signs, while New York remains the largest city holdout, still requiring facial coverings on trains, buses, and taxis. Can we continue to encourage New Yorkers to wear a mask if they're in an environment where it's unknown? Uh, the status of the persons or individuals they are around. But nationally, Uber and Lyft are dropping the mask. I might still wear mine. You know, but if the passengers don't want to wear it, I'm not, you know, I'm okay with it. But the patchwork of changing rules is still causing confusion in some places. In Philadelphia, for example, you can fly on a plane unmasked, but in the airport terminal, mask goes back on. Take the subway or an Uber, mask can come off, but go grab dinner or do some shopping in the city, mask up again. A Trump-appointed federal judge struck down the federal mandate, ruling it exceeded the CDC's authority. The White House COVID response coordinator, Dr. Ashish Jha, tweeting, CDC scientists had asked for 15 days to make a more data-driven, durable decision. We should have given it to them. Health experts remain concerned about the immunocompromised and children under five who aren't yet vaccinated. Is this the type of precedence we want to set that the CDC can be undermined by a federal judge in Florida. Is that the type of precedence here? I think that is terrible precedence. Well, speaking of the legal precedent, uh, in order for anything to change, the Justice Department would have to appeal the ruling against the mask mandate. And the Justice Department is still up in the air about that. Yeah, justices, it may appeal if the CDC wants to pursue the mask mandate. CDC so far isn't talking. Listen, justice would likely not request a stay because the cat's out of the bag. People do not want to start masking up again. And the thinking is this is a political liability for the White House and the president. But they are concerned about precedent. If the CDC is not allowed to enact these types of health measures in the event of another pandemic, then that's something that they feel like they need to address now, appeal it now, and try to establish a proper, in their view, a proper uh, working relationship through this. Yeah, rolling the dice on a favorable ruling, though, too. Tom, thank you yeah. very much. All right, let's move now to the war in Ukraine. Russia's assault entering a new phase with an escalating offensive in the eastern part of the country. While in Mariupol, a desperate situation is unfolding for Ukrainian troops and civilians in that besieged city. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin joins us with the very latest. Aaron, good morning. Hoda, good morning. Ukrainian officials say they're working to establish a badly needed humanitarian corridor out of the besieged city of Mariupol, where the Ukrainian commander says his forces are outnumbered 10 to 1 by the Russians, saying they could have just hours left to live. 
in the battered port of Mariupol, a last stand at the old steel plant. The military saying hundreds of civilians remain trapped inside. The Ukrainian commander pleading with the international community for help. Meanwhile, outside the plant, more desperation. Cut off by Russian forces for weeks, people here say they lack the basics to survive. How can we live without water, this woman says. It's horrible. The day after Makar's seventh birthday, he insisted his family visit their bombed-out Mariupol home for his annual birthday portrait. This is my house, thanks to the saviors in Russia for doing this, he says sarcastically. How do you make sense of this to a seven-year-old? I told him, don't worry, we will have a house better than this one, his mom says. In the east, the battle for Donbass rages on. This is more help is on the way for Ukraine. President Biden is expected to send more military aid, similar to the $800 million package announced last week, including heavy artillery, according to two U.S. officials. Ukrainians insist that military support is needed to stop atrocities like the horror in Bucha, where 33-year-old Marina Tanyuk was buried today. Her husband says she died from stress and starvation while sheltering in their basement, the only place they could hide from the Russian assault. Every day, her six-year-old son Vlad visited her makeshift grave in the family's backyard. But today, Vlad mourned at home. The reality of his mom's final resting spot, too much for him to bear. He tells us he remembers what happened to her and how Ukrainian soldiers saved them from the Russians. Ukraine is strong, he says. You're very strong. On Monday, Russian President Vladimir Putin awarded honorary titles to the brigade operating here in Bucha, praising them for their courage. Ukrainian officials allege that same brigade is responsible for war crimes, crimes that are being investigated. Hoda. All right, Aaron McLaughlin for us there in Bucha. Aaron, thank you. Well, here at home, a fast-moving wildfire in Arizona is forcing people to evacuate their homes this morning. The so-called tunnel fire north of Flagstaff is being fueled by high winds and dry conditions there. It has quickly grown to more than 6,000 acres and is at 0% containment. The fire has already destroyed at least two dozen structures. It's threatening hundreds more. All right, turning now to the unsettling trio of deaths within the U.S. Navy. Three sailors who were assigned to the same aircraft carrier, each found dead within a week, according to Navy officials. NBC's Stephanie Gosk is here with the very latest. Stephanie, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. There is still quite a bit of mystery surrounding this story. The causes of the three deaths are unknown. What we do know is that all three of these sailors, as you say, worked on the same ship, the USS George Washington aircraft carrier based in Virginia. The U.S. Navy this morning is searching for answers after three sailors who served on the same aircraft carrier in Virginia were found dead in separate incidents within a week. I think we need to give them time to properly uh, investigate these deaths. According to the Navy, on Friday, the ship's crew found a sailor unresponsive on board the USS George Washington, which is currently docked in Newport News as it undergoes an overhaul. That unidentified sailor was taken to a hospital and pronounced dead. The incident follows the deaths of two other sailors whose bodies were discovered in different locations off base, just a day apart. 
Retail services specialist third class Mikhail Sharp died on April 9th, according to the Navy. And interior communications electrician third class Natasha Hoffman was found dead on April 10th, authorities said. Obviously, they're still investigating these deaths. Um, I don't believe that they are aware of any indications that they are, are related, but uh, that, that's what they would believe right now. The Navy told NBC News in a statement they are cooperating with local authorities where both incidents have occurred, as both incidents remain under investigation, and that their thoughts and condolences are with the family, friends, and shipmates of our sailors. These are now um, going to be families getting worst possible news and dealing with unspeakable grief. And I just think it's important that they know that the Department of Defense, the secretary, uh, will we'll give them all the support that they, that they deserve. The Navy says chaplains and counselors are engaged with the crew to provide support and counseling. The massive carrier is manned by approximately 2,700 sailors. It's a tight-knit community, and these deaths have them rattled. Also, Natasha Huffman's mother posted on Facebook. She says her daughter had a heart of gold. She always stood up mm. for the underdog, and she's thanking everyone for their kind messages this mm. morning, guys. Sad oh. story. All right. Yeah, Stephanie, thank you. Thank you. Stephanie, we have more to get to. We welcome Craig to the table. Morning. Mm -hmm. Morning, Savannah. Hoda, welcome back. Good to see both of you. Good morning to you as well. The ongoing battle between Disney and the state of Florida continues to escalate this morning. Governor Ron DeSantis announcing new legislation that could end Disney's special self-governing status that's been in place for more than half a century now. NBC senior national correspondent Carrie Sanders is following this story for us from Florida. Carrie, good morning to you. Well, good morning. Disney is the largest single-site employer in the state of Florida, drawing millions of tourists and responsible for billions of dollars in revenue for the state. But behind the scenes, Disney operates for a long time now with its own form of self-governance. Well, this morning, Governor Ron DeSantis wants to undo that. But critics say this is really about political payback because Disney has so publicly opposed what critics call Florida's don't say gay law. This morning, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis escalating his fight against the house that Mickey built, pressuring state lawmakers to repeal Disney World's unique self-governing authority, the little-known Reedy Creek Improvement District that dates back to the late 60s. They will be considering the congressional map, but they also will be considering termination of all special districts that were enacted in Florida prior to 1968, and that includes the Reedy Creek Improvement District. How unprecedented is it for a governor to take on Disney in Florida? It's highly unusual to see an out-and-out -out fight between one of the most powerful and important co uh, companies in the state. Political insiders say the battle is really over Florida's new parental rights and education law. Which opponents, including some vocal Disney employees, call the don't say gay law. Disney's CEO Bob Chapek, initially noncommittal, saying after the governor signed the bill into law, our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in the courts. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. Disney's special self-governance, which covers 40 square miles, allows the company to provide many of its own services, like fire departments, road construction, and building and zoning. 
Without Reedy Creek, historians believe it's unlikely Uncle Walt would have realized his dream in Florida. It's clearly political. The governor and Republicans and the legislator, at least many of them, seem to be trying to punish Disney. Disney World is twice the size of Manhattan, or for another reference, about the size of San Francisco. It straddles two counties, Osceola and Orange County. We reached out to the managers of those counties to ask them whether they could take on the responsibilities if the state decides to eliminate the Reedy Creek Improvement District. And the managers in those counties said right now it's hypothetical, so really, no comment. Craig? All right. Carrie Sanders for us there in Florida. Carrie, thank you. All right. Let us turn to the weather. Dylan's mm -hmm. in for Al this morning. Hi, Dilly. Hi, Dilly. That is snow behind you. Why is why are you showing snow uh, pictures? It's April. What's happening? Do you like it? No. no. Yeah. Well, it wasn't here, but it was in New York uh, in the Syracuse area and Boonville uh, near Syracuse where they picked up several inches of snow. Folks out shoveling once again. I mean, it's April 20th after all, and uh. this is uh, this poor guy just running through the snow right there. That's usually my excuse to just not go out for a run. Anyway, we do have some very chilly temperatures this morning. We have frost advisories, freeze warnings back through Ohio into West Virginia and Kentucky, down through Virginia and Maryland. Temperatures this morning are very cold, and this afternoon will be running about 10 to 20 degrees below average. Detroit, 53 for a high. Bradford, uh, 50 for a high. Baltimore, 60, which is actually 7 degrees below average. And then as we go into tomorrow afternoon, some warmer temperatures try to trickle into St. Louis, 75 degrees. Cleveland, 66. Still a little bit below average in the northeast, but we will see some warmer temperatures begin to work in by Friday. In fact, in New Jersey, we're looking for a high of 69 degrees on Friday and then hovering in the mid-60s as we go through the rest of the weekend. Pittsburgh, 81 degrees by Sunday. So the warmer weather is on the way. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dilly Dilly. Thanks, Dylan. Coming up, Hoda, we've been waiting, and mm -hmm. this is coming up. Our exclusive, your exclusive, not ours. <laughs> it's ours. It's all it's ours. Like, that's the Queen's language, right? <laughs> your interview with Prince Harry. Yeah, we talked about a lot during our visit at the Invictus Games in the Netherlands. We talked about these inspiring athletes, Harry and Meghan's recent visit with the Queen, uh, and where life's twists and turns have taken him. You've lived in, in the United States for, for two years. Do you feel peaceful now? What is his answer? We're going to have that and I'm a so lot glad more. we asked that. <laughs> but first, this is today on NBC. What do they call that? The Royal Week. We. The Royal Week. We. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com.
We're back. It's 7.30. It's a Wednesday morning, April 20th, 2020. Check out our folks at Rockefeller Plus. Why do they still have winter coats on? Because it's still cold. Anyway, we're going to get out there soon, and we're going to say hi. It's bye. actually slightly warmer than it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, oh, true. true. So I missed a real cold one. All right. <laughs> Let's get to your 7.30 headlines this morning, Wednesday morning, in the Catholic Diocese of Camden, New Jersey, has agreed to pay more than $87 million to settle claims involving clergy sex abuse with some 300 alleged victims. It's one of the largest cash settlements involving the Catholic Church in the U.S. The alleged sexual abuse occurred from the 1950s to the 90s. That settlement still has to be approved by a U.S. bankruptcy judge. A viral video of an eight-year-old boy being taken into custody has sparked an internal review by the Syracuse Police Department. This video was recorded by a passerby. It's disturbing. It shows three officers putting the little boy into a police car after they say he stole something from a store. I think it was a bag of chips. The video has been shared more than a million times on social media. Some people accuse police of overreacting. Syracuse's mayor says the officers did not handcuff the boy. He says they took him home after his to his father and did not press any charges. The mayor has asked the Syracuse police to review all of that footage of the incident. An unexpected sharp drop in subscribers has Netflix considering changes to its service, changes that it has long resisted. The streaming giant lost 200,000 subscribers in the first quarter of this year. It's the first time Netflix has lost subscribers in more than a decade. The company is now considering changes, including minimizing password sharing and creating a low-cost subscription supported by advertising. Mm -hmm. All right, now to what we've been waiting for. Hoda's exclusive one-on-one -on -one with Prince Harry. You met him in the Netherlands yesterday. Yeah. I think it was just yesterday. Yeah, He's celebrating achievements of fellow veterans in the Invictus Games. Yeah, the Invictus Games are really incredible. They are all service men and women who are competing in these sports. Uh, it was my first time seeing that event. It, again, is for the sick and injured military personnel. He founded it himself 10 years ago. It was beautiful. Every athlete you met sort of just, just lifted your heart. Uh, they are stories of resilience. They will inspire anyone, including, of course, the prince himself. At the Invictus Games, displays of courage and perseverance are everywhere you look. What they are proving to the rest of the world mm -hmm. is that whatever you come up against, whether it's physical or mental trauma, that you can actually get through it. It's a message Prince Harry hopes everyone will hear as he cheers on sick and wounded servicemen and women as they compete, like Joel Rodriguez, a retired U.S. Army Staff Sergeant. When you had your accident, a lot of people would have thought these are the cards I'm dealt and maybe, maybe have taken it kind of slowly through life. You did the total opposite, man. You said cards, and that's funny because when my wife came to see me, probably a day after my surgery, she was like, are you okay? I said, well, these are the cards I have, so I have to play them. <laughs> and I said, so I'm just gonna do what I can to be the best person I can in this situation, and I'm still doing it. That's all we can do. Joel is one of hundreds of athletes from around the world empowered by the games, all supporting each other. There was one woman who came up to me yesterday and she said something that totally struck me in my soul. She said, the Invictus Games saved my life. How does that land for you? It feels amazing, but every, every single games that I go to, I hear the same thing from so many of them. And that, it feels amazing that we've managed to play a part in their recovery, but it also makes me incredibly sad to know that that's how 
dark it was for them. You've spoken about, obviously, mental health issues. When you put that heavy backpack down, like people are lugging stuff around, when you finally put it down, do you feel yourself, like, peaceful? Yeah, I think, I, think, I think everyone ends up feeling lighter, I think is the best way to describe it. For so many people, it's about management. Mm -hmm. You know the things that trigger you, therefore you try and stay away from that. But what I do know is that there is a light at the end of the tunnel for absolutely everyone. Everybody. I don't know if you feel the same way. The only thing I want in my life is to feel, like, peaceful. You've lived in, in the United States for, for two years. Two years already, yeah. Do you feel peaceful now? I don't know how many people feel truly peaceful. You know, I feel, at times I feel massively at peace, but with everything that's going on in the world and trying to help and trying to use yeah. the platform and the influence to try and steer people mm -hmm. to trying to help. And again, like, I think the, the biggest concern or the biggest issue that people wrestle with on a daily basis that does provide more anxiety for me and for them is the helplessness. We as human beings are compassionate people, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when your life becomes really hard mm -hmm. it can be for some harder to find the compassion for other people yeah, but like, what I've learned over the years is certainly for myself I find healing in helping others hmm. and I think that's a, that's what we should really be focusing I on. I love that you know I feel like life happens on a random Wednesday like here's an example some people say oh my god I'm gonna go on a vacation my life's gonna be great yeah, yeah. and it's like exclamation points the vacation the graduation the marriage the baby those are yeah. all up here the other exclamation marks are down here it's like sad things that happen loss divorce whatever most of life is Wednesday yeah it doesn't have the highs and it doesn't have the lows. It's just Wednesday. What's a Wednesday like for you, random? What's a Wednesday like? Um, like it, it, it revolves around the kids as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Like this whole working from home stuff is, mm -hmm. is, is not all it's cracked up to be, um, certainly post-COVID, because it's really hard. But when your kids and you are in the same place, it's yeah. really hard to separate the work from, from them because they kind of overlap. So, I mean, Archie spends more time interrupting our Zoom calls Does he? Um, than anybody else. Um, Does he have your personality? But he also gets us off them as well, so that's also, yeah. also a nice thing. Is he kind of like you? He's got a little bit of the, your thing? What's my, what's <laughs> you know, my your, thing? Your cheeky thing, my that thing you thing. do? Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah. He's, um, yeah. Look, I always try and keep that. I think that, you know, the cheekiness is something that keeps you alive. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, there's, there's, just, there's so much to be happy about in the outside world, but there's also so much to worry about. Mm -hmm. My sort of mantra now every day is, and it's, it's, it's a dangerous one because mm. I need to make sure that I don't have burnout, but it's trying to make the world a better place for my kids. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point in bringing kids into this world, right? It's a, it's a responsibility that I feel as a parent that you probably feel as a I parent do. as well. And, it's, and we can't fix everything. We know that. Yeah. But what we can do is be there for each other. You obviously made a lot of news recently. You came home to the UK. You saw your grandmother. How was that? It was great. It was really nice to see her. Be able to see her in some element of privacy was 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 nice. I haven't had a chance to go back to the UK uh, for a couple of years, apart from those two times, one to, to for my grandfather's funeral and one for unveiling a statue of my mum. How did it feel being back? Um, being with her? Being with her, it was great. It was it was just so nice to see her. You know, she's on she's on great form. We always she's always got a great sense of humour uh, with me, and I'm just making sure that she's you know protected and got the, the right people around. Well, her. you you make her laugh. That's what she always says. Uh, I, did you do it again? Uh, yes, yeah, I did. Uh, both <laughs> Megan and I had tea with her, so it was it was really nice to catch up with her. And you know, home home for me now is is, is you know for the time being, it's in, it's in the, it's in it's the, the states. states. 
and it really and it feels that way as well. Does um, it? Yeah. It's, we've been welcomed with open arms, yeah. um, and it's got such a great community up in Santa Barbara. So, so you feel like good. that's home more for you? Yeah. Is that weird to say? No, but I'm sure it'll become a thing. Your grandmother's going to be 96. Yeah. What's the best thing about her? It's her sense of humor yeah. and her ability to see the, the humor in so many, so many mm -hmm. different things. We, we have a really special relationship. We talk about things that she can't talk about with anybody else. That. Um, so that's always a, a nice piece to it. But I think she's, I think after a certain age, you get bored of birthdays. You do? You think she's bored of her 96? She won't so. be bored of the Jubilee, will she? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> she's, had a, she's had a few Jubilees now, so everyone's slightly, yeah. every, everyone is slightly different. But yeah. I think she, I'm sure she's looking Do you think you'll come? I don't know yet. There's lots of things with security uh, issues and everything else. So this is what I'm trying to do, trying to make it possible that, you know, that I can get my kids to meet her. March marked two years since Harry stepped back as a senior royal. Your family uh, at home, do you miss them? Um, yes, I think, especially over the last two years, for most people, have they not missed their family, right? The inability to be able to get home yeah. and see them. Of course, that's a, yeah, that's a huge part of it. But do you miss your brother, your dad? Look, I mean, I'm, for me, at the moment, I'm here yeah. focused on these guys yeah. and these families and giving everything I can, 120% to them, mm -hmm. to make sure that they have the experience of a lifetime. Yeah. That's my focus here, and then when I leave here, I get back and my focus is my family, who I miss massively. You do, I <laughs> yeah. bet. Of course I do, they're two, two little people, you know. I was thinking about awesome. a new life, like you got a, a whole restart. Mm -hmm. You have a whole new focus, a whole new nucleus. How does that land with you? No, I think the focus is very much the same. Right? Is it? Yeah, oh. certainly from, from, from my yeah. own, my wife's point of view, yeah. for the two of us, you know, this was a life that she signed up for mm -hmm. and that we were committed to doing together as a couple mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. um, because of the circumstances, we've now moved that life of service to the States and we'll continue mm -hmm. to do what we were doing before. So in that regard, nothing's changed for us. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's just a little bit more complicated yeah. to have to sort of restart. Sure. If you know what, I mean. what do you love about fatherhood? Oh, what I love about fatherhood? Yeah. All of it. The chaos, the learning, the reminder of just every element of yourself, your soul, right? Just it, oh. when you're not a parent, you can get sucked into all sorts of different yeah. stuff. And you maybe sometimes forget who you are. Mm -hmm. And suddenly as a parent, especially now Archie at the age he's at, he's at asking all the questions. What does he ask? It just, those of the wife, yeah. he's into the why stage. Yeah, yeah. Why this, why that, why that? Uh -huh. And instead of just trying to like, I don't know, move it on, I give him the most honest answer that I can. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on and on and on until he's satisfied. And then that's it, it's done. Yeah. Otherwise it ends up with, because the world is round and that's the way the life is. <laughs> that's just the way it goes. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, I love it. I, I love every, every part of it. I've always mm -hmm. wanted to be a dad. I've always mm. wanted to have my own kids and now I've got, mm. Two little people who I'm responsible for. You know? Do you tell them, or do you tell Archie, since he's old enough, about your mom? Yes, yeah, yeah, very much so. I don't tell him all the stuff that happened, but you... certainly that this is, you know, Grandma Diana, and we've got a couple of photos up in the house. In these moments, do you ever feel your mom's presence? Yeah, yeah no, um, for me, um, it's constant. It has been over the last two years, more so than ever before. Hmm. Um, it's almost as though she's done her done her bit with my with my brother and now she's very much like helping me got got him set up now she's helping me set up that's what it feels like you know 
Um, he's got he's got his kids. I've got my kids. You know, the circumstances are obviously different, but no, she I I feel her presence in almost everything that I do now. Um, but definitely more so in the last two years than ever before, without question. So she's, she's watching over us. I'm sure she's proud of you. <laughs> I'm sure she is. Prince Harry carrying on his mother's commitment to making the world a better place as he honors those who triumph. To be able to see Joel and his family just <laughs> flourish in moments like this, it means everything, but it comes back to the very simple thing, which is this, the power of sport. Mm. You know, not just physical, but the, the mental rehabilitation that it takes is, is phenomenal. But none of it would be possible without the mindset. They are proving that the impossible is entirely possible, mainly with, with, with the strength of a mindset saying, I can achieve anything. I've done this before. I'm going to do it again. Um, and you know, his uh, his wife was with him, yeah. and he's, it's funny, he said every time the athletes saw him, they were like, where's Megan? Where's Megan? Where's Megan? <laughs> he was like, who am I? By the time we had gotten there, she was on a plane home, yeah. but uh, that was also the focus. But those games, I have to say, mean the world to him. You can he, see that. He came from opening ceremony. He's going to be there for closing. He even said he was nervous about, like, what do I say at the end? He said, I'm still trying to work it out. What a fascinating conversation. I could listen all day to that. It's interesting, like, what he said and what he didn't say. That's what I was thinking, because it's obviously... There there are many issues with the family, and he was willing to share some of those issues, and a lot of it he was kind of keeping close to him. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot, I think, left to unpack, and yeah. it'll, yeah. It was interesting to also hear him say that, that yeah. his home is here. Yeah. For the time being. Yeah. That was that was interesting. Yeah, but I think he underscored it, and he himself said, I know this is going to be a big deal mm. when I say this. Yeah. Like, this is home. He spent his whole life in London, yeah. obviously in England, and I think he knew he was going to make, he basically said to me, like, I'm going to make news on that. Yeah. Like, that That's was going to make was, a splash. That was going to make a splash, yeah. 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 But, but by the way, he was delightful, and he was lighthearted, and he had a just... just well, a, so were you, by the way. Yeah. It was just a, a fantastic wide range of... You know, of that'd make a good Making Space podcast. So oh, you put the whole thing on there. There so you we go. Listen, because I'd like to listen to there's the whole. There's more. Yeah. Oh, there's more. Okay. All right. Yeah. Actually, Thanks we're going to see more of it. Oh, yeah. In the next few hours. Yeah, we're going to have some at 9, and we're going to have some at 10 o'clock. We're going to talk more about Joel and some of the other athletes uh. who, by the way, one guy walked up to me. He had just won a gold medal, and they give them tulips when they when they win. He walked up to me. He said, I just want to give you these. I said, why? He said, oh, oh, just because I literally carried them all the way home mm. in a Dixie cup oh. because that's how meaningful that that is. They're giving things to anybody who walks up. It was oh. it was beautiful. It was beautiful. We'll have uh, more of that on where today all day. Today, today all day. day. Nobody knows. Yes. It's everywhere. It. Oh, the yeah. extended Eastern. interview, yeah. noon, yeah. six o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Put it on your podcast. Yeah. Okay, you. you got okay. it. I will. Still ahead, another Today exclusive. Allison Felix is going to be here live to talk about her legendary career her decision to retire from track and field, and what's next for the Olympic icon. But first, these messages. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console consoling. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera 
Whoa, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. 7.48 on the dot. Let's go over to Dylan, who's in for Al. What you got? What well, you no got? snow. Oh, good. Thanks for uh, the Northeast. Although it is very cold, we have frost advisories and freeze warnings that extend back through the Appalachians and also uh, really in the Northeast, for uh, example, where we have temperatures close to freezing, especially when you factor in that wind chill. Now, we are looking for some strong storms possible through the middle of the country today. Some larger hail is also a possibility. That fire risk continues in the southwest because it's hot, but it's also very dry and windy, so that helps to spread the fires, and we're watching the next storm system that's going to make its way in the Pacific Northwest. And that's your latest forecast. All right. Thanks, Dylan. Thank you. Thank you. Still ahead here, Johnny Depp taking the stand for the first time in his defamation trial against his ex-wife. Inside the star's very personal testimony defending himself against explosive allegations. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour.